This is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is episode number 127 of the Homestead Journey Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. Folks, things are really ramping up here on the homestead. And so I'm so excited to share with you what we've been doing here on 3B Farm and Homestead this week. Also very excited to cover a topic that I think I've maybe touched on before, but just like last week's topic, it's one of those topics that I have to, I have to bring up from time to time, if for no other reason than to remind myself. So you can listen along as I have a conversation with myself on this episode about doing what I can. Before we do that, though, let's jump on over to this week's Homestead Happenings, and I'll bring you up to speed with what we've been doing here on 3B Farm and Homestead. So the first thing I wanted to do was simply give you an update as far as the chicks go. Our standard breed birds have feathered out very nicely and they're growing very, very well. They all seem to be very happy and healthy. So very excited about that. I think we lost four out of the 40 that we had shipped, which isn't awful. It's not great, but sometimes those things happen and it's just the unfortunate part of raising chickens. My meat birds are doing much better than that. I think out of the 60 that we had shipped, we've lost one and they're really starting to stink. That's just the only way to put it. (laughs) They are little, little stinkers. I believe on an episode I mentioned about socking the wood chips to them and that was the wrong term to use. We actually use pine shavings. Pine shavings are much better at absorbing the poop than wood chips would be. And so I have really been trying to sock the shavings to those birds, but it seems like I just can't stay ahead of it. I have tried to be very, very liberal in the application of pine shavings, and yet it just seems like those little stinkers can stink. And so I'm reminded once again of why I said that I would never brood meat birds in my garage again, and hopefully this will serve as a kick in the seat of the pants for me to make sure that next year I have a mobile brooder built to handle the meat birds. I don't want to do this again. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I don't. Those little beggars can stink, and we're only on week two, and they'll probably stay in the garage for four weeks. So, ugh. but it is what it is. They're doing well, though. They're happy, they're healthy, and they're starting to really eat and eat and eat, which meant that I had to do another feed run this week. And they'll eat and eat and eat, and they'll poop and poop and poop, but then they're going to taste so good. So we put up with them for eight weeks, even though they are nasty, stinky, dirty little beggars. 
All right, enough complaining about them. A few other things that we were up to this week here on the homestead. I did get a few more things planted out in the garden. I got three or four different varieties of radishes planted. Very excited about that because as I shared with you before, last year I discovered through Barb, one of the members of our supporting listeners program, that you can roast radishes. And I love roasted radishes. You take radishes, you put them in a roasted root vegetable medley with carrots and turnips and things of that nature. And it is just absolutely tasty. But I also have found out that you can eat the greens. I didn't get to try that last year. I'll be trying that this year. And I'm also excited about frying radishes up by themselves. So a lot of different things to try with regards to radishes, also pickling them. I haven't tried that yet. And Barb really highly recommends that. I think Jack Polner over at the Mindful Homestead also has pickled radishes. And so I'm very excited to try out some new things with radishes because as I've shared with you before, I don't like eating radishes just straight up raw. I just don't care for that bite that they have. But when they're cooked, when they're roasted, that is some good eating. So I got some of those planted this week. And then what I decided to do, I actually have not planned out my garden yet. Naughty me, but I haven't done it. Normally by this time, I will have a plan with every square foot of my square foot gardens. And I will also have a plan with the roost out bed. And I just haven't done that yet. And so what I decided to do was to stop just throwing things in the ground willy nilly. Although I do have a bit of a plan in my head as far as how I'm going to plant my raised beds, but I figured I needed to take a step back and do a plan before I plant anything further. But in the meantime, I have topped off all of my raised beds with exception of two with some of our compost to at least get them ready for planting once I have my plan done. And so I just have got to give myself a kick in the seat of the pants this week to get that plan down on virtual paper. I use growveg.com to lay out my garden plan. And so I think tomorrow it's supposed to rain and that will give me a good excuse to sit down and get that all planned out so that I can keep moving forward with getting seeds in the ground. Yesterday, Brian Jay and I also did finally go get a load of wood chips. The lack of a truck has really kind of constrained me with regards to that. But a friend of mine said, Brian, just throw a tarp on your trailer and go get wood chips that way. And so that's what I did. It's not optimal for a number of reasons. Thankfully, we don't have to go that far with them. So I don't risk them falling out the sides because of the bumps that we hit or them blowing out the sides, although we would cover it with a tarp. And I did cover it with a tarp for transportation purposes. But when you go to shovel them out, then you do have some spillage over the side. And I don't know, it's just not as convenient as it was when I had that conveyor belt type unloader thingamajiggy that I got at Harbor Freight in the back of my truck where I could just pull up with a tractor crank some of that out in there and dump it. Now we were able to use the tractor to load the trailer, but we were back to unloading the trailer, shovel full by shovel full. 
And I'm not as young as I used to be. I just am not. But we did get a load of wood chips up to the pigs. And so I'm very, very happy with that. Need to do another couple of loads of wood chips. Maybe this coming week we'll get that done. But at least we did get some wood chips up here. And I am very happy about that. Speaking of the truck, I still have not been able to find a farm truck for the price that I want to pay. Now, maybe my my expectations are unreasonable, but the trucks up in this area are absolutely roached out due to the salt that is used. And so I have been looking for trucks in the South and in the Midwest. And it seems like one of two things happens. Either A, by the time I reached out to the person to inquire about the truck that I'm interested in, it's bam, sold and off the market. Or B, when I start chatting with them and I explain that, hey, I'm from upstate New York and I'm looking to buy a truck down south, they think I'm a scammer and they quit communicating with me. And so it's been very, very frustrating. And then in the meantime, there's three of us. My son is working. My wife is working. I'm working. Three of us trying to go three different directions with two vehicles. And so this week, I finally got the motorcycle that's been sitting in the garage for almost four years. I think 2018 was the last time I rode it because I lost the only key I had to it the spring of 2019. And so I loaded the motorcycle up this week. I took it, had the key made. And then Friday night was very, very windy and cold. I had planned on spending time up in the garden working. And I just decided, you know what? It's too miserable. I am going to go ahead and spend some time working on that motorcycle. And so I put a fresh battery in it. I got it to fire. I do need to change the oil, replace some turn signals on it, and then it should be ready to roll on down the road. And that hopefully should be kind of a stopgap until we can find a farm truck. If you have any leads on a farm truck that's decent and not like crazy expensive, because I don't want to spend $70,000 for a truck, definitely let me know. I would be happy to work with you. I'm trying to keep it down in kind of the Tennessee area, but if we need to go a little farther away from there than that, we can. I just, I don't know. If you've got ideas, let me know because I'm struggling here, folks. I'm struggling. But that's what we've been up to here on the homestead. I'm hoping this coming week that I will have my garden plan done. I will get some more seeds in the dirt and we will continue moving forward with garden 2022 here on 3B Farm and Homestead. Now, before we jump on over to this week's Charting the Course, there are a couple of other things that I did want to kind of talk about. First of all, this coming Saturday, which will be May 7th at at 9 o'clock Central or 10 o'clock Eastern, I will actually be doing a live interview with Brian from the Lots Project YouTube channel. I will put a link to Brian's YouTube channel in the show notes. And then I will also include links out on our social media account. So if you don't follow us there, make sure you do so. I also wanted to share with you just a little bit about what's been going on over on the Supporting Listeners Discord server. My brother-in-law, Al, and my sister-in-law, Rachel, are actually members of the program. And they are currently working on a garden. They're working on a raised garden. And in fact, they had been kind of going back and forth between a bucket system, and using grow bags. 
It's been a lot of fun to watch members of the Supporting Listeners Program really encourage Alan, Rachel in this endeavor, giving them ideas, giving them encouragement. And if that is something that you're looking for, if you're looking for a group of people who are interested in helping other homesteaders succeed and are going to be your greatest cheerleaders, your greatest advocates, then Bonnie has some great news for you. If you enjoy this podcast and are interested in supporting it, you can do so by becoming a member of the Supporting Listeners Program. For as little as $3 a month, you can not only support this show, but gain access to a private members-only community on Discord. There are also two additional tiers, one at $5 a month and one at $10 a month, each with additional benefits and perks. So head on over to thehomesteadjourney.net slash support for more information and to get signed up today. All right. With all of that said, let's head on over to this week's Charting the Course. I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. And that is that this spring, I have been struggling to find motivation to homestead. And along with that, I have been struggling with feelings of inadequacy. I have been really struggling with imposter syndrome. And there are a lot of content creators who have talked at length about that. So I know I'm not the only one. And and folks, this is not a woe is me episode. Please don't take it like that. But I know that all of us at times struggle with finding motivation. All of us at times struggle with feelings of inadequacy. All of us at times struggle with this idea that we're not doing enough, that what we're doing isn't right. And folks, this spring, it seems like nothing has gone right for me. We've lost piglets. We've lost pig. I've struggled to get transplants going. The truck blew up. I mean, it just seems like this spring, I don't want to say what could go wrong, has gone wrong because it's not been all bad. Don't get me wrong. And I'm again, this is not woe is me, but it just has really been on top of me already dealing with a, a lack of motivation, shall we say, then to have all of those things go wrong and feelings of inadequacy. Uh, I just have been struggling at times to put one foot in front of the other. On this week's blog post, I actually mentioned a conversation that I had with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen much, if at all, since before the pandemic. And in that conversation, she explained to me that there are times when she simply doesn't feel like she's doing enough. She compares herself at times to her parents, her grandparents, and the things that they did. And she just feels like she doesn't measure up to all of the homesteading things or homesteading related things that they did. And so as I got to thinking about that, I, I, I thought, you know, here, 
I'm feeling that way. She's feeling that way. Let's talk about it on the podcast. In the blog post, I mentioned a passage of scripture that says this, those that compare themselves amongst themselves are not wise. And if I could, let me paraphrase that a little further. Stop comparing yourself to other people, you moron. (laughs) I really think that's what the Apostle Paul, who wrote those words, was really trying to say. Stop comparing yourself to other people, you idiot. Because when we start comparing ourselves to other people, it just never ends up in a good spot. And that's because we aren't other people. And that's what this week's blog post was all about. And I'm not going to rehash all of that. If you want to read it, head on over to the homesteadjourney.net slash blog. But on today's episode, I want you to come away with this. And I've said this before on this podcast, we should always draw inspiration, but not imitation. In other words, as we look at what other people are doing, we should allow it to inspire us, but we should not try to imitate what other people are doing, whether that's other homesteaders or well-known homesteaders, maybe YouTubers or podcasters, maybe it is people like your grandparents or your parents, maybe it's friends that you have. It's okay to have them inspire us but we should not be trying to imitate them. Instead, we simply need to do what we can. You see, we all have different constraints. That's why it's so foolish of us to compare ourselves to other people because their constraints aren't necessarily our constraints. And I was thinking about some of the constraints that we should be aware of that are going to inform what we can do on our homestead. Now, there are some that are just very, very obvious. The biggest one is probably money. It's very easy for us to look at somebody else and say, well, they're doing all of this stuff. I need to do all of that stuff. Well, if you can't afford to do all of that stuff, then you shouldn't be doing all of that stuff. Quite frankly, and this is just me being honest, when I look at some YouTubers, I am left scratching my head how they can afford to do what it is that they do. If I tried to imitate them, I would bankrupt myself. That's that's just a fact. And I'm not jealous of them, folks. I am not jealous of them at all. I always am very, very happy to see people succeed in their dreams. I am the biggest champion of people when they are making their dreams happen. But I also am a realist. And so when I look at what other people are doing, sometimes I'm left scratching my head. How in the world are they bankrolling this? But at the end of the day, that's not my business. That's their business. But I understand that the constraints that I have from a financial perspective, are very, very real. And so I can't keep up with the Joneses. I can't keep up with the Rhodeses. I can't keep up with this one or that one because my income doesn't necessarily match their income, and that's okay. But that is a very, very real constraint. The second real constraint 
is space. The amount of land that you have to work with is going to be a constraint. And we can get very, very frustrated by that and say, well, I wish I could rotate my chickens on pasture. But if you don't have pasture, you can't rotate chickens and it's all good. You're constrained by by space. It is what it is. Maybe someday you'll have 25 acres or 50 acres or whatever. But if you don't have that now, don't allow that constraint to make you feel inadequate. It's all good. Do the best you can with what you've got. And I've got to remind myself of that. There are times when I feel like I'm not doing enough. I should be doing all of this stuff, but I've got 2.16 acres. And I do a lot of stuff on 2.16 acres. Probably some might say I do too much. And I'm not saying that boastfully. I'm saying that there are some people who would look at it and say, you've got too many animals. You've got too many pigs. You've got too many chickens. You've got whatever. None of their business. But it's just a reality, folks. We're constrained by space. And so we simply just need to do the best we can with what we have. The third thing that comes to mind is time. Now, yes, we all have 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, so on and so forth. But we also have other obligations. Some of you maybe work. 40 or 60 hours a week, and you have a one-hour, one-way commute. And so you only have maybe an hour in evening, or maybe you only have the weekends to work on homesteading stuff. So do the best you can with the time that you have available. We're constrained by time, the time that we have available to do this. We're also constrained by our personality. And that's one of the things that my friend was telling me this week. She and her husband would love to raise their own meat. They have over 100 acres, and they look at that, and they say, look at all of that space that we have that we could do something with. But they also recognize that they don't have it in them to kill animals that they've raised. They just don't have the personality to do that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, folks. To be that self-aware and understand, I went and got meat chickens, I would be operating the old people's home for meat chickens. If I went and got goats, I would be operating the retirement home for goats. If I went and got a steer to raise for meat, it would live until it died and I would bury it in the back 40 because I could never eat it. So to be that self-aware keeps you from throwing good money after bad because folks feed ain't cheap. And so investing all of that time, effort, and energy into something that isn't going to pay off and isn't going to put food on your table, and that's what its intended purpose was, it doesn't make any sense. And so what they have chosen to do is to support other homesteaders, local farmers, and so forth, because they understand that their personality is not such where they can raise animals for food. Now, they can do other things, and they are. But they they recognize that their personality is such that they can't do it. And you may find yourself that way. And there is nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You are who you are. And it's all good. Be who you are. And so if that means that you can't raise chickens for meat, 
then do something else. Maybe raise bees. And then you can barter honey for somebody who can raise chicken for me. It's all good. But we are constrained by our personalities. And we shouldn't try to be somebody else. Because we're not somebody else. So we need to do what we can within the framework of who we are. But one of the other things that I think really gets lost in all of this is stage of life. If you are a young mother or a young father with young children, keep that in mind and give yourself some grace. I remember when Brian J was young, when he was very, very young. And there were some people in my family who at that point hadn't had kids. They didn't understand that when you had a two-year-old, if you take your two-year-old somewhere, it is a process. You have to have very good planning. That process probably rotates or revolves around a nap schedule. Unless you want to be up all night and then go to work tired because your kid wouldn't sleep. So stage of life is very, very important. And we need to have realistic expectations that maybe when we've got young kids, we might not be able to do all of the things that somebody who has teenagers is able to do. We need to give ourselves grace and do what we can and not worry about what we can't do. Maybe you're getting up in years. I'm 45. I know that's not that old, but I also recognize that I can't do the things that I used to be able to do 10 years ago. I just don't have it in me anymore. And I know that that, as I get older, is only going to get worse or better or whatever, (laughs) however you want to look at it. Yesterday, I came in, I sat down after, it really wasn't that big of a day to be frank with you, but I sat down on the couch and the next thing I knew, I was waking up. I fell plumb asleep. I never used to do that. I could fall plumb asleep right now. I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. I'm not even sure if I'm making any sense. What is it? It's stage of life. It is what it is. And so we need to do what we can within the constraints of our stage of life. And not worry about what other people are doing. Because other people might be at a different stage of life than we are. In fact, they probably are. They might have more money. They might have less money. They might have more space. They might have less space. They might have more time. They might have less. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm not other people. I'm Brian Wells. And all I can do is be the best version of Brian Wells that I can be. And so I challenge you to do the same. Try to be the best version of you within the constraints that you have that you can be. And it's all good. It's all good. That's it for this episode, folks. I hope you found it helpful. I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you. It's a 
pep talk to Brian to do what Brian can do and let the rest of it just go. It's all good. If you got any questions or comments, reach out to me. Brian at the homesteadjourney.net is my email address. Don't forget that this coming Saturday, I will be talking with Brian from the Lots Project. The link is in the show notes. And until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.